Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Okay, cool. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm and here with. So Kevin's on vacation. <laughs> so we all knew that Kevin's going to be on vacation. It's not a big deal. But Fred uh, ended up kind of having to uh, do some emergency plumbing work. So, yeah, this is uh, I'm here with Brent Godlieber. And we are doing a listener series, Volume 10. So how's it going, Brent? Going pretty well. How about you, Steve? Doing great. Doing great. Good. Uh, so this is episode number 114, Listener Series, Volume 10 with Brent Godlieber. So, yeah, I don't know where the other boys are, but, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, you know, it seems it seems quite coincidental that when Kevin's not on the show, Fred, you know, kind of bails on me. Hmm. Just all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm not saying he does it on purpose, but I'm just saying I'm, you seeing, never a know. I'm seeing a pattern here, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, some, some came up, you know, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, it sounds serious. Yeah, so. yeah, it's bathrooms like flooding or something. So, yeah, there's <laughs> no yeah. worries, Fred. I'm just busting your chops when you <laughs> when you listen to this episode in like three weeks. <laughs> little passive aggressiveness there <laughs> um so first of all let's see how everyone's week been <laughs> uh so i guess i'll go first <laughs> yeah i had I'm a pretty good. busy week um so friday saturday sunday um i went saturday was the amy east show up here in the northeast in Secaucus, new jersey and it was pretty cool it was uh you know i went with the whole family we all went and checked out the show so but it was great because uh, our our friends from Virginia showed up, so we had uh, uh, the Telerotor podcast crew. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, so we had you know Rob Monty, um, mm -hmm. Mike DiPaolo, and and Michael Shaggy Parker. Um, they were all hanging out at the Urcha booth. Uh, you know, Monty's part of Urcha. He's a like an ambassador. Ambassador, or yes, he's yeah. an ambassador for Urcha. Same thing with uh, Eden Bryce. So it was good to you know kind of meet up with those guys and hang out for a little bit uh uh what's his name was also up there eric uh i'm gonna ruin his last name like usual <laughs> um it's like uh Brainbach, i believe oh okay yeah, yeah okay. he was up there hanging yeah. out too he had his uh goblin black nitro on the table his black nitro sport um and talking about the black nitro sport i got mm -hmm. that heli in and i had it pretty much built in about two and a half Two days, about two days. I had nice. that built, um, totally rebuilt OS one hundred five that I got, and you know, there's there's a cool story about that. But this motor may or may not have been on fire <laughs> um, previously by the previous owner. Um, let's let's give some hints and see if any one of our listeners can can guess where this motor came from. But let's just say our one of our good friends. Um, you know, sold me the motor, great price, but you know, it was, it was damaged. I needed some work, internal yeah. work, but it was on fire. <laughs> and this helicopter that was on fire also lit a field on fire. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's see, let's see who gets this. I'm going to just leave it at that and see, you know, <laughs> 
who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna comment on this uh this this episode's post on Facebook and tell me which helicopter did this and whose helicopter did this motor belong in? But yeah, I had to do like a piston, ring, sleeve. I believe I kept the the rod and the the crank was good. Uh, I had to change the the carburetor got you know torched, so I changed the yeah. O rings on there. There's that little like I don't know what it's called. It's like a, a thermal coupling that goes between the carb and the actual um, crank sh- uh, crankcase. And it's like this thing where you have to actually epoxy on. It's like a little yellowish plastic nylon piece. I'm not sure what it's made out of. Oh. But you had to, you know, I had to put it on there and I had to epoxy it on there. And, you know, I got that all together and, I, you know, changed the O-rings. I had to, <laughs> the OS has a regulator, right? The, it's a uh-huh. HDR has a regulator. The yeah, regulator yeah. inside was gone because it's made out of like some thin plastic film almost. And it oh, just okay. melted away. <laughs> so, so you know, I had to take that completely apart, clean it out, replace the regulator. So yeah, it was quite interesting to do a rebuild like to that state. You know, usually the rebuild for me is just like, okay, I'll change the ring and maybe a piston. Um, but that's about it. Like I don't really have to go too crazy into the carb, too crazy into yeah. the the regulator. So I gotta give uh, Matt Bodos props for making those videos. You know, and that helped me tons on how to take the carb apart what to look out for, and really the regulator part, because that's the part that got damaged the most, I would say, in the fire. But mm-hmm. to, um, you know, how to clean it all out and, and make sure it's, uh, I put it back together properly, too. <laughs> so it works. <laughs> you know, that's the hard part, taking parts the easy one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I got to give props to Votos for that. That was awesome, his videos there. Uh, let's see, what else did I do? Oh, yeah, so at the AMA show, I bought, I bought two RC cars. Um, you know, Chloe wanted to get a RC car that she could play out in the backyard and stuff. So we ended up getting these, uh, they're by Horizon Hobby and it's called, okay. but they're also like, I guess the sub brand is called ECX and it's called the M- Amp MT. So Amp Monster Truck. It's a two wheel drive monster truck. It's small, it's a 10 scale, it's nothing crazy, but it's a kit, you know, with, with that came with all oh. the electronics. And and that's usually rare because you either find a bare kit kit like a racer's kit, where you yeah, have to buy yeah. all the components, you know your your speed controller, you know usually a pinion, motor, battery, um, everything like right? your radio transmitter, all that stuff. But this came with everything, but it was pretty much, uh, I would say ninety five percent apart. You know, a couple, wow, couple things were yeah, a couple things were were together like the shocks were already built and had oil in them. And the uh, the differential, the you know, limit slip differential inside also was pre-built. But everything else, like you had to build the, the the gears and the transmission stack. You had to build like the whole frame and put everything together. And for you know Chloe, who's 11 years old, who's never done anything like this, it was it was she was so excited. It was great. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and you know to get her into to like building. So it took me like a day to build this thing, but it you know. Working with her, it probably took her around three days or four days, which isn't too bad, you know? No, no, it's not. Yeah, and we just uh, we just painted the bodies today, and we have another couple coats to put on there, and then uh, it'll be all ready to go. So, yeah, she's really excited about it. She can't wait. Good, good. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, either way, it's just, you know, uh, I wanted to build this thing, and it looks 
freaking cool. I know Kevin's gonna be building one soon, and he's still building his um his uh, PT seventeen, the Thierman, the the biwing, the oh. biplane. Uh huh. So, so it should be cool to get these two three D printed planes in the air uh, together, especially. But yeah, gotta get some electrons for that. But yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it looks pretty sweet, you know. It's like a forty eight inch wingspan. It's gonna go six S. I'm gonna. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I can't can't do that with six S. Maybe four S, but I'm really leaning towards six S power system in there. Um, you know, I want this thing to to go pretty quick. Uh, if I have hopes to uh, rip the wings off of it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of in the the gist of my week. Uh, how about you, Brett? Well, I was you know at the Las Vegas Fun Fly all weekend. So ooh, ooh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just mention it. We'll we'll go into that in the main topics. I got yeah, I wanna hear yeah, more about good. it there. Yeah, but that took up my entire weekend. So by the time I got home from that it was just relaxing and going back to work. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no uh extra flying so far. No flying, week, no wrenching. But, no, not yet. I just kinda came home, put everything away and gonna get it back out this weekend and go out flying this weekend. Nice. You know, going to a fun flight kind of gets you motivated to oh, improve yeah. and try new things. So nice, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep, so I'm excited to get back out. Great. You know. Okay, so why don't we start going to the main topic here and you know get our listeners to get to know you? All right, sounds good. All right, so first of all, where are you from? Are you? I live in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Nice. And. Moved here from moved uh, to Tucson from Michigan. Um, I'm a teacher, so we were looking. My wife and I were looking for jobs, so we mm-hmm. ended up moving uh, about 15 years ago now. So now it's it's been quite a long time. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Arizona weather's a lot better than uh, Michigan, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love <laughs> the weather, except in the summer. It gets really, really, really hot. So <laughs> true. True. Right. <laughs> right now it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so. awesome. Yeah, I was uh, I was out in Arizona probably about, wow, i say almost seven years. No, eight years ago, I think, yeah. Uh, I was out in Phoenix there, so. Oh, nice. okay, yeah. Yeah, how far are you from, like, Phoenix? Um, It's about maybe an hour and a half drive, oh, so not, not too, too bad. bad. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've uh, driven up there a couple weekends before and just to go fly at this uh, place that a lot of guys like to fly at. Um, like JC's ankle flies there and, nice. and some other guys fly there. So yeah, it's a nice area. Cause where I fly down here, it's mostly a, a planker club mm-hmm. and they're the old plankers. So they don't uh... really love the heli guys. <laughs> and there's only two of us, two heli guys in Tucson that I know of. Really? So yeah. So we just kind of hang out together. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so how long have you been in the hobby? Let's see. I started, in 2008, um, I was teaching, and next door I had a good friend who was teaching the same grade level, and he mm-hmm. kept on bothering me about wanting to go to the to the field to um, or go to this field to fly airplanes. Okay. I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And so eventually, I decided to go down to the field with him, and I was hooked right away, and I got my first airplane. Um, it was an Easy Star by uh, the multiplex or mm-hmm. something like that so i got that right away and uh, started flying from there and i took some breaks 
in 2010 because that's when my daughter was born and mm-hmm. started getting heavy in the helicopters. And ever since about 2013, I've been in helicopters really strong. Okay. So do you, do you still fly planes or? No, no, I have no desire to fly planes anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it at the time, but it's like, uh, there was actually a guy at the same field I was at who was flying a T-Rex 500 and all he would do was just hover it mm-hmm. and then bring it down and then put it away. And I was just always fascinated with it. So I, uh, you know, eventually got really into the, the helicopter side nice. of the hub. Yeah. So how about, uh, multi-rotors? Do you do any drones or quads? No, no, I get really bad car sickness. Okay. Motion sickness, so I've just never even tried it because I'm afraid what would happen if I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put on those goggles and yeah, I want to be good. Mm. So yeah, I've never really tried that. It looks pretty cool, you know, like the the racing mm-hmm. part of it looks really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So so you say you're a teacher. What do you teach? Yes, I teach kindergarten. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, nice. I've taught. Third grade, second grade, first grade, and now I'm teaching kindergarten, and it's it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, hard yeah. work. You know, you have to have a lot of patience, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would think that you know, elementary school and kindergarten um, would probably be less stressful <laughs> than like high school or junior high. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I know how I was in high school and junior high, so I don't want Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. I, I can put up with the little kids, you know, because they don't have attitudes. I can't right. put up with the big kids with attitudes. That doesn't yeah. doesn't sound fun to me. Yeah, sure. I can put up with, like, the immature behavior because, you sure. know, we're all kind of little kids anyway. We play with, you know, toy helicopters. Right, so. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so let's see. Let's. What do you have in your fleet? Let's see. Right now, I have flying a uh, my main two my two main flyers are my Gowie X3 and my uh, Oxy3 Trek Edition. Nice. Okay. And I'm currently building slowly, very slowly, a uh, Goblin Speed. I'm going to use it for 3D, Ooh. and um, it's a Carbon Edition. So. Wow. Uh, okay. Got from one of the guys up in Phoenix. He was selling it and. Um, I had a goblin a long time ago, and um, one of the first ones, the green uh-huh. goblins, and I had sold it. I it was I flew it one time, and I got really scared by it, and because of the size and the blades and everything. Sure. So I ended up selling it um, to Joe Cashwell, actually. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you know afterwards, I was just like, man, I should have kept that because, you know, I. Now that I'm getting better and I'm I'm less mm-hmm. scared of it, you know, I wanna I wanna have a 700 in my fleet, so I ended up buying another Goblin. <laughs> nice. They yeah. do, you know, they go together so well. Oh yeah, I love. You know, I've I used to have a Goblin 380, which I sold, but mm-hmm. I mean that thing was so easy to build and yep. and everything. So yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, huh? So Goblin Speed. For 3D, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have the the competition boom and uh, and canopy. If I want to change it over, okay. So I'm considering it. I'm considering changing it over because I have those uh, what this Kyle Stacy edition skids to go on it. Yeah, the Um, F3C style, like the pipe and landing gears. 
Yeah, I have those that came with the sale too, and I'm All thinking, right. oh, that might be better for me to to land because I'm still not fantastic at landing, and those little flippers, yeah, that, uh, speed has. I'm I don't know, so yep. yeah, I may end up changing it over eventually. Um, when I once I get all the electronics put in it, but mm-hmm. um, nice. Are you? Uh, do you have any sponsorship? I have one brand new sponsor. I Ooh. just uh, took on the Bavarian Demon sponsorship. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah, JC was looking for people on uh, Facebook, and I said, oh, why not? Because I flew a, a 3X in my Gauman 380, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And all my all my fleet has, like, the original icon right now. Okay. And so I'm like, well, you know, it's I need to update it eventually, so... I figured I really liked it. Might as well go for it. So, yeah, I'm going to be putting axons on all of my fleet. Nice. I actually have one that I brought back from Vegas. Um, got it at Vegas. So I'm going to be putting that on the X3 first. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. Trying that out. That's cool. Um, I've never flown to any of the, the BD Flybarlow systems. Yeah, they're actually very nice and uh very stable because I went from an, an original icon on my Goblin 380 to the Demon 3X, and mm-hmm. I could tell a difference. It was just more locked in, felt really good. So oh. I'm really excited to try their new one, the the Axon. So yeah, yeah, that cool goes. <laughs> and I've never tried bailout before, so maybe I'll try to get that set up too. Mm-hmm. Just will help me out just a little bit more. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah. So what kind of pilot uh, are you, or would you describe yourself as? Oh God, I'm a sport pilot. Um, I made the bad. I made a bad decision um, at the beginning. Like I would, one of those guys who would buy, you know, buy things, but then never put them together and ended up selling them. So I never really flew that much, and I've never really pushed myself. So I'm just like a basic sport pilot still, even after all these years. Um, But luckily, I have my friend. Uh, Cliff, he's the guy I fly with down here. He's been pushing me really hard to nice. advance my skills. And mm-hmm. he's been really a huge help, a huge help. And I've really pushed myself a lot in the last year or so. So I'm starting to get out of the, like the orientation hovering, you know, type of thing and, sure, uh-huh. and just moving back and forth. Yeah, I'm starting to do more circuits and everything. So I feel like I'm going to improve a lot um, with his help. So Awesome. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what people need. Like, it's hard to to do this hobby, especially like you say, it's only you and and one of the person that flies helis at your club. Yeah, um, you know, to progress because if you don't push each other and you're kind of just you know, go and do a flight and cool, nice flight, you know, but you don't actually like, oh, want to try this or you know, go up a little bit higher and try something, you know, and yeah, kind of exactly. like talk talk maneuvers through and stuff. Um, it's hard, you know, you end up getting kind of plateaued and you get complacent with like your current flying abilities. Um, and it's really nice to have someone to just kind of push, you know, just a little bit, yeah. not, not to, not push you into the ground. <laughs> you no, know? not, yeah. He doesn't push me to do like, you know, TikToks and yeah. things that, it's like, that I can do on the sim, but I can't right, do it right. in real life. <laughs> it's like go from circus to, Hey, why don't you try a pyro flip? You know, rotate yeah. that tail <laughs> yeah. while you're doing all this other stuff. But, yes. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, before Cliff moved down here, I had another guy I would fly with, and mm-hmm. he was just kind of like he would do his flight, I would do my flight. He wouldn't really push me. Yeah, he kind of just let me be complacent, and you know, 
I'm the type of person that if you're going to let me be complacent, you're not going to push me. I'll just, you know, I'm, I love my comfort zone. I hate being out of my comfort zone. So Uh that's what's so great about Cliff is he pushes me out of my comfort, comfort zone. Yeah, no, that's good. Also, it's going to be good when you have rescue because I know when, um, my, my early learning days, Uh you know, where it's just, it was just learning orientation, really just like most of the upright orientations and trying to do circuits. Oh my God, it was horrible. I would get 30 seconds in the air, make one turn and just pow my 450X into the ground, like full tilt, like pow, you know, just knife edge, not knowing how to recover from it, not knowing what I need to do to like, if I'm knife edge, like, you know, now I know it's like, you gotta either give a lot more collective or a lot more cyclic. Like you have to drive the, the knife edge somewhere. You can't just like let it sit there and yeah. because as soon as it goes knife edge, just go woo goes to the ground. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You know, but it was good because like, you know, like I, I started hanging out with Kevin and, and we started kind of pushing each other and, and trying things and, and I and I, I'm I'm like that with Kevin. I, I push him <laughs> you know. Come on, try something new. Try something new <laughs> You know. So <laughs> but um that's cool. Uh you know what Let's see. So what kind of like what's what's your your day like when you go out to the field, what kind of maneuvers do you try to achieve or, you know, try to work on? Well, right now I've been just trying to um, to work on, I guess, the smoothness of my flying because I'm very choppy. I don't know why. It's just one of those bad habits I have. So like when I do my circuits, just try to keep them smooth mm-hmm. and um and at the same level and things like that. That's really what I've been working on lately is just trying to, to get out of that comfort zone that I was in and, yeah. um, and pushing, you know, to do the, the circuits and trying to do them smooth yeah. without, you know, gaining too much altitude and things like that. And that's one of the problems, like, especially with the Oxy three, I get it up too far, too high. And, and my buddy's like, no, bring it down. I can barely see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, and getting comfortable flying closer to myself because you know there is that that worry. Um, sure. Even though I'm not flying like right at myself, I'm just like, especially when I'm going um, going uh, like head towards me. You know, when it's coming towards me, the heli's mm-hmm. coming towards me. It's like I still get freaked out. You know, like oh yeah, that takes a while. <laughs> yeah, takes- there was a time mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago that I was just like. Like, oh shit, oh shit, you know, it's coming at me, even though I know the controls and I know which way to to move the controls to make it go around. Yep. It's like still that just that feeling. You see it coming at you, you know. Yeah. So No, it, it happens even to this day, it happens a lot. <laughs> no sin. <laughs> I mean, you know, some something as you as most people would take for um you know, granted of nosin maneuvers like where you come you know you're kind of flying towards yourself um, yeah it took me a long time to to get past that that fear and that that hurdle of of that helicopter coming towards you you know basically if you do it i i do everything counterclockwise so like okay. you know so i'm coming around and when it hits about like that nine eight seven o'clock mark uh-huh. uh, you know it's just like oh crap oh crap oh crap but <laughs> i mean the one advice i can give you is like you said, you know, just it's, hold your sticks, hold this position. It will keep moving. If you get worried, just pull a little harder on the elevator, you know, to make it turn a little quicker. Um, but yeah, you know, it's that 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 part took a while, and you know, it's 
if once you get past that, then it's like, oh, okay, no problem. Let's go even more knife edge. Let's make the circle even bigger, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Exactly. Uh, and and then having rescue is gonna help because I wish I had rescue back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that. Um, I one of my buddies that I used to fly with, he tried the Icon Rescue, but he could never get it to work right. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, it would wouldn't correct the right way, and so he he wasn't really confident with it using it. Sure. Yeah. But I'm hopefully, uh, you know, if I can get JC to help me. Uh, set up the the axon maybe i can get it all figured out and going the right way the first time yeah so yeah Yeah, icons are quite tricky with their rescue they either don't go the way you expect it or they like you expect it to level but it just fakes it right it takes off yeah Yeah. that's exactly what was happening with his heli yeah he tried it once he's like oh yeah and he never tried it again yeah yeah you actually have to configure the rescue um, yeah, on those helis on on those fly wireless controllers. Um, that's cool. Have you? Uh, so let me just see here. What else? Questions I have. Okay. Uh, do you sim? I do, but I don't sim enough. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think this weekend, this at the Las Vegas Fun Fly, I simmed more that weekend than I have probably this year so far. <laughs> <laughs> just because. Um, you know, I have every excuse in the book. I really don't have an excuse. Um, you know, I get home, I'm tired. Um, by the time my daughter goes to bed, it's like, oh, I should probably sim. Oh, I'm tired. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, it's just getting myself out of that yeah. that routine, that bad routine I have going on. But yeah, I definitely want to sim more, um, especially after this weekend. Yeah, this past weekend, it really motivated me to sim. Yeah. So. Nice, nice. Uh, what what sim do you like to use? What's your sim of choice? Um, I have three that I kind of go be- between. I have Phoenix, I have uh, Next, and I have uh, HeliX. Okay. And something just depends on how I'm feeling. I like Phoenix for some things, but then um, I like Next because it's more up to date, I guess you'd say. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, HeliX. Uh, you know, whenever I want to f- try something different, I try HeliX. But yeah, um, but yeah, at this past weekend, I was able to try AccuRC. Ooh, yeah, that's my favorite. Really, yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. So yeah. it's not too expensive, and I mean, um, and and I could use my V control for it, and I yeah. I love that I could just plug in a USB, set it for sim mode, you know, and it worked. Like, there's even like a V control setting for it. It's it was it's great. Um, yeah, so we didn't, we, we talked about your fleet, but let's talk about your, your supporting, uh, equipment. So what radio do you like to fly? Um, right now I'm flying just a Spectrum DX8 still. Okay. Um, I do have a, I am switching over to Futaba, so I'm just, I'm going very slow with it. I'm looking, you know, I'm reading about it and looking into it. I'm going to be going to a 14SG, okay. um, radio. Yep. So I'm going to be changing my fleet over to Futaba eventually. I'm just going slow with it right now. Just, I want to learn about how to set it up and everything mm-hmm. first. Have you held a Futaba? Because they feel they're, they're like the switch positions are very close. So depending uh-huh. on your hands, ergonomically, you know, I definitely recommend holding yeah. one and, and kind of pretending to fly, clicking through the switches and stuff and the controls. Yeah. The 14SG I have held, and I really like the feel of it. Good. It really um, feels good to me. So, 
yeah, I was happy that <laughs> that they really uh, that it really felt good. Nice. Um, you know, I, I do I do hear a lot of people jumping to Mikado, so I'm sure you could get mm-hmm. <laughs> you could probably get a 18 MZ for the price of a 14 SG these days. Probably, probably nowadays. <laughs> yeah, 14 SGs you can get cheap nowadays. It's like 200 yeah. bucks. Wow. You can get rid of them for bucks. Right, right. Yeah, so awesome. So what's let's let's talk about kind of your flying. What was the last like maneuver you struggled on and that you overcame and, and then how did you overcome it? Um just starting with circuits to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um uh like I said my friend was just pushing me to move the heli more not just to do stationary things. And so I've been just pushing myself to to try that and now that I've been trying it, I want to try to smooth it out more, smooth right. out the, the sticks. Because for some reason, I'm like, I jerk the sticks around too much, and it's just very jerky. It's not as smooth as I want it to be. Mm. So, Do you run Expo? Uh, yeah, about 20 to 30%. Okay, yeah. So. yeah. I do recall, you know, Todd Bennett saying, like, the way our modern servos are, you know, taking a circular path, and uh-huh. kind of make it linear. That thirty percent is actually your the magic number that you should at least try start off with. Okay. So I mean, might might be something to try out. Give give it a little yeah. more expo. Yeah, um, maybe I'll try that. Especially if you know if you're if you're not very you know precise around the center of the sticks. I mean, why not use expo? Yeah. That's, you know, radios come with it. It has it. You know. Yeah, I'll do that. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so let's talk about the fabulous Las Vegas Funfly 2018. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. So, what day did you make it out for? I left on Thursday, so I got there around Thursday at one o'clock and okay. uh, left on Sunday. So. Okay. So the whole... most of the big yeah. parts of the event. Yeah. Yeah. How was the? Um... So did you drive out there? I'm guessing, right? Because you're you're right there in Arizona. It's not too far, right? Yeah, it was like six hours or so. That's not so, too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried about the drive because I'm not a big, you know, I don't. This is my first out of state fun fly. I usually oh, really? only go to the. Yeah, I usually only go to the Southwest Heli Rodeo, mm-hmm. um, that's in Phoenix. Right. Um, so, yeah, I really wanted to try going to this one because I heard who was going to be there and how many. Uh, um, vendors and things are going to be there and how many pilots and I was really yeah. excited for it. So yeah, it actually went really well. The The drive went really well and it was uh, very quick. Did you go by yourself or did your other heli pilot friend go with you? Um, no, this year I went by myself. Okay. Um, I actually, well, it's more like, uh, I drove behind or stayed with one of the guys from Phoenix that I, that I know he's part of team Gowie. So okay. he, I was going to stay with him. Um, at the hotel, mm-hmm. so he was nice enough to uh, wait for me because <laughs> I was slowing him down a little bit, but he would oh, wait yeah. <laughs> for me just to make sure I didn't get lost or anything. Sure, so sure. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. I mean, once you hit the highway, it's a pretty straight shot, isn't it? Because I know when I used to drive from, uh, what was it, from LAX, like from LA to to Vegas. Like once you hit that certain road, you're just on that road through the desert forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you get in that desert and it starts getting really boring because yeah, that's yeah. nothing to look at. <laughs> nothing to look yeah. at. Maybe a gas station. Then there's like the 
a jerky place out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there's like one jerky place and then a gas station that's selling gas for like four bucks a gallon because it's the only place anywhere right, around. Right. You got no so. choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. That's cool. So, yeah, you made it out there safe. And, uh, yep. So, yeah, tell us some stuff about the event and I'll just pop in questions here and there. Sure. Well, on Thursday, we got there and um, they were just kind of setting things up still. Um, not many people were flying because it was already very windy. And there was about 30 mile an hour winds wow. and like 40 mile an hour gusts. Wow. And so, um, yeah, there were very just a very little bit going on on Thursday. Um, so we ended up just kind of spending a few hours at the field. And mm-hmm. uh, we ended up going back to uh, the hotel. And what was really cool was later that night we found out uh, my friend that I was with, he's good friends with Alex Rose. Okay. So um, we found out he was staying in the same hotel. So we went up to his room, and I was actually able to, you know, meet him, talk with him. Yeah. And uh, sim, sim with him, yeah, because oh, yeah? he had his computer out there, and he has, like, this monstrous computer that, man, he can run anything on. It's like his gaming computer. Wait, wait, and is it a desktop, I, or is it, like, a laptop? It was a laptop. Okay. Yeah. It was crazy fast. So um, I, that's when I was able to try the AccuRC was on nice. his. Mm-hmm. So we just went up to his room. He was putting his helis together mm-hmm. and traveling, and we were simming um, the whole time. So it was it was one of those surreal moments to me because, you know, I remember Alec, listening to Alex on podcasts long ago and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's really it was really a cool thing. It, it made my whole too, right? Oh yeah, very good. You yeah. know, he was giving me advice. I asked him, "Oh, how do you do auto rotations?" Because I've never had to do a without sure. being a forced auto rotation. Right, so he was right. Showing me and telling me, and, and he would watch me try it and and things. So it was just really cool. Yeah, that's and awesome. So that's what we pretty much did on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There were a couple people who flew, like uh, Reese Wyatt, the eight-year-old. Yeah, from, from Australia. Uh, yeah. Australia, yeah. He was flying his 700XN in that wind, and I was like, man. (laughs) (laughs) No fear, man. Kids got no fear. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was testing out. uh, I think he was just testing the the engine and things like that. But, man, yeah, that kid, crazy. So, But Friday, um, we went back to the field on Friday morning. And it was pretty nice Friday morning Mm -hmm. until about noon, and then it started getting windy again. And freezing cold and it started raining wait, wait, wait. freezing and, cold this is yeah, it was Vegas. Like, it was like four i mean it had to be like 45 degrees but with the wind chill it was like in the 30s wow um, okay was like all dressed i mean we had uh sweatshirts two sweatshirts like some people had long john some people had the, <laughs> the hand warmers and things like where did like they that. even get that stuff out of vegas <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah they, they ran the walmart and <sighs> luckily i don't know why walmart would have it in vegas but well, yeah, walmart it, got everything so. <laughs> we, yeah we saw this big dark cloud coming towards the field oh, and um, luckily it broke up before the field but when it cleared up there was snow all around the mountains around us it was really? crazy Wow, so you said it rained too, right? Or you had some precipitation? Um, yeah, it didn't rain at the actual field, but in Vegas it did. You could just see it. You know, it was right there. Right. And um, like uh, one of my friends, Randy Tribke, who's uh, the Hobby Wing, uh, goes works for Hobby Wing. Yeah. He uh, he was coming. He was actually driving on Friday to uh, 
from Phoenix, uh-huh. and he said he hit snow, he hit rain, wow. <laughs> he hit wind. Yeah, he hit like every type of uh, weather on his trip. So, yeah, it was craziness. But yeah, not much flying on Friday either. It was just everyone just kind of hunkered down. Around four o'clock, I was like, you know, I really don't want to leave the field because I spent all this money and I drove yeah. all this. And I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I had to go back to the hotel. It was so cold. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. And you couldn't tell from like the Facebook Live videos I was watching. Like, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of them, but the couple I have, I was like, oh, it looks like <laughs> everyone's having a good time out there. Maybe I saw, yeah, I saw hoodies and stuff. But I didn't think it was that, yeah. that cold. Wow. Oh, yeah, we were freezing. Yeah. I mean, some of the people were fine. You know, they were yeah. trying to fly things, but. Yeah, we were like, no way. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, but Arizona is pretty much warm most of the year, right? I mean, I don't know if you guys ever yeah. get weather like that. We get freezing temps once in a while, but not, you know, I'm not going to go out and fly. And yeah, <laughs> usually right. it's in the, it, it, like the, at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So I'm not flying anyway. But yeah, that was probably the coldest weather I've been out in for an entire day. So. Wow. Yeah. So that yep. was Friday. Uh, so, so, yep. so you you didn't uh, you didn't stay for any. Of the, I mean, was there a night flying on uh, on Thursday and Fridays? You said a um, little, right? I I don't think Thursday. I think Friday there was some. Okay. Yeah, there was some because it. I guess the wind calmed down quite a bit sure. after the sun went down. It was still mm-hmm. freezing cold, but but yeah, the wind calmed down. So I guess there was a little bit there. But I had already left. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being cold. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's one thing good about the Vegas fun flights that it's like if you wanted to leave, you're like, well, I'm in Vegas, so let's you know let's go get some good meals, you know. Exactly. There's things to do. You could you know hit the hit the tables if you want for a little bit. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Cool. Um. So how was so then like a Saturday comes around, right? Yes. Yeah, Saturday was perfect. Thank yeah? goodness. <laughs> you're like yes, all this money at time. Um, still a little <laughs> bit cold, but not okay. as. Big. Yeah, I was like, finally, yeah, so finally get able to get some flights in, and and of course, you know how it would be, being Thursday and Friday were uh, super cold, it was really hard getting flights in, I mean, you were waiting at the flight box for 20, 30 minutes wow. in line, yeah, so everybody was trying to fly that day, huh. so yeah, that, that was the only hard thing, is that, you know, you had to wait so long, but there's nothing they can do about that, it's just the weather, you know. Yeah, yeah. So how many people would you say were there? I mean, obviously um, pro pilots. I mean, we yeah. did the promo. That list was humongous. <laughs> yeah, it was. They had the final number was 176. Wow. Yep. How many flight stations? Oh, let's see. I think there was about five or six. I, I want to say five, I think. Okay. And there was kind of some room on the side. Mm-hmm. Where if you had like an Oxy two or an Oxy three, yeah. is about enough room for you to fly one of those. So okay. we had some guys like on the sides flying those. Oh, and we also had kites. We had a guy there with kites. What? So on those windy days, they were <laughs> the helis weren't out. We were flying kites, and I was saying, well, we should have a competition or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, because the wind was so bad. Wow. Really, I can't. I can't believe. It's, it's funny that people would even think to bring that to a helicopter yeah. fun fly like yeah yeah oh man yeah. uh so so saturday night did, was there any good night flying 
Um, Saturday, yeah, there was some a little bit of night flying. I didn't really see too much because um, I had left already. Okay. But, like, during the day, there was just, I mean, the flights were amazing um, that I was watching. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen or, or had the pleasure of seeing uh, Kenny Co fly. No, no. He oh, my God. Looks, yeah. Looks amazing. His flights look amazing on video, so I could only imagine personally. Yeah, it almost looked like he was under the ground. It was like almost the blade was going under the field. It was like, really? how does he not grasp that thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just so precise. I mean, he was literally like a half an inch, it looked like, from hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. And and he didn't wreck at all. So, right. yeah, it was just amazing. But, yeah, the noontime demos were really good, too. Um, lots of crashes. <laughs> nice, nice. You want to go uh, over some of those crashes? Let's, let's hear it. Sir, yeah. Bert, Bert put in his uh, his Goblin Thunder Sport. Oh yeah. Um, was coming down um, on the on the head, or not on the head, but on the um, the canopy, the front of the canopy hit, and it just kind of ate itself. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that was one. Um, Cal Dahl was flying really, really well too. He was coming across the field and what my friend and I were doing is we were on the other side of the field, not in center stage because we were waiting for those to be done so we could jump in and get our flights in. Right. So we were saw it from the side, but yeah, it was like, he looked like he was going to crash too. And, um, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. There were, let's see who else crashed. Um, uh, from like I, look like I saw some pictures of uh, Jesse Cavros from yes, Team MSH yes. holding that up a he, broken Brodos. Yeah, he had crashed too. Yep. Nice. Um, I don't know if you saw the video of the four 700XNs flying at the same time. No, no, I didn't get a chance. To um, yeah, it was Reese and some of the Align pilots. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Four of them at the same time, kind of doing like a choreographed thing. And I was talking to my friend. And I said we're going to see, you know, a midair because yeah. it's just like, Four, you know, but it was, big helis, huh? yeah, they, yeah, they all came down fine wow. and they were flying close to each other and doing maneuvers all over the place. Yeah. So oh, I was nice. surprised that they didn't crash. Those. Yeah. Yeah. You would think, I mean, you know, you could put up like two helis and for some reason they get a midair, but four, <laughs> it's guaranteed almost, you know, <laughs> the probability of that. So, oh, wow. It's just, that's yeah. crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, so like, Z- Alan Zabel was there, right? Yes. Yep. Well, how was his and, fly? Because his flying, to me, is always amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing watching him, too. And, and like, the XL Power guys. Um, uh-huh. Some guys from XL Power from, from, I don't know if they were from China or Taiwan, but yeah. they, they uh, flew really, really hard. Really yeah. hard. And I... I've seen a lot of like Kenny Powell and those guys. Um, uh-huh. Their flights, the maneuvers they do are like, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're the maneuvers I know, like I have seen before other pro pilots do, but they do it in different angles. And it's yeah. weird, like, not weird, but it's just unique, you know, like the lines are unique, how the heli goes through the air and stuff and how it's kind of smacking around. It's, it's pretty uh, interesting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool to watch too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and let's see, and then there was Mitch Morozis and uh, oh yeah, Amy, um, Amy Robinson. 
Yeah, from uh, Gawi. Oh, okay, yeah, and, yeah. Yep, uh-huh. yep, yeah, yeah. and they uh, they flew a tandem flight, which was really good too, nice. with their X sevens, FZs. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was about it for the. Oh, and then JC Zanko flew the the new Gawi R five V two. He was flying a couple speed runs, and man, that thing's fast. Just like rips across the the field and, and the sound and everything. It was just crazy. Yeah. These these guys, uh, it's it's crazy how they make helicopters sound like I don't know with the overspeeds and everything. It's amazing. Oh yeah, I mean I love I love hearing the overspeeds. Oh, and um, uh, who was it? And Alex Rose was flying too, and his flying is as great as it always is, you know. Um, and Nick Maxwell did one of his really, really high up autos. Mm-hmm. He he had he had that um that he the Diablo Nitro that he made. I don't know if you saw p- pictures on Facebook yes. on that. How how so? How did that fly? Yeah, that was that thing is like nine pounds. I think he said. No way. Um, yeah, and it was. I mean, it flew really, really well because, you know, I, I know someone who had a Diablo 550 and that mm-hmm. thing was locked in all the time. So sure. I imagine the Nitro is really cool, too. Yeah. But, yeah, he he brought that thing up, you know, to the point where you could only see the smoke trail and shut it off and did an auto. Really? And, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it's also Maxwell, so he can kind of make anything look locked in and just you know, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. He's one pilot I've yet to see in pub, you know, in like in person. Um, Dynasty his flights in person. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. I mean, he's amazing. He's an amazing pilot. And I, I love his, I think out of everybody, I love to watch him fly the most because mm-hmm. it's so precise. And, you know, and I'm also into the F3C type flying. So I'm okay. always wanting to ask him or talk to him about that and see that type of flying too from him. So yeah, he's one of the, probably my favorite pilot out there nice. right now. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. So I'm trying to think who else was out there. Oh, uh, did you see Chris Nutt? Yeah, I met Chris Nutt. Yeah. Actually, I sold him my uh, Synergy N7. I brought my Synergy oh. N7. Oh, right. Yeah, you were uh, selling the airframe, airframe, right? Yeah. 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 Because I had two 700s and I'm like, do I really want to get in the nitro? Not really. So, yeah. so I ended up selling a really good deal. And, and it's because it's, you know, I gave him a good deal because it's Chris, you know. So it was really cool meeting him uh-huh. um, and seeing him fly too. His, his flying's come along a lot too yeah. from the videos I've seen. Yeah. You know, it was the one of the best parts was just meeting everybody that I have on Facebook, the friends from Facebook that you know I, I talk to them once in a while, but I was able to see them. Yeah, in yeah, person. actually hang out and see them fly and spot them. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was probably one of my favorite things of the weekend was just uh, being able to meet all those people. Mm-hmm. But Chris got an N seven, huh? Yep. You know, he still has that seven hundred XN. I have yet to see uh, fly. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he... I was gonna say like, oh, it's a shame that you sold the N7 because that really is a fantastic flying nitro. It really is. Um, yeah. The only problem with this is you know it's a nitro. <laughs> you and you want to yeah. burn through like you want to fly it and 
You end up burning through gallons of fuel, and fuel nitro is so expensive. You know. Yeah, and I um want to get like a 500 size. I think I need something in that size, 500 or 600 size to to practice on more something that's bigger than like the X3 and the, mm-hmm. and the C3 and not as big as my goblin will be. So yeah, yeah that's what I go for. I think next. Nice. So, so, so are you thinking electric nitro? What are you thinking for that? I'm going to, I'm going to keep it electric for right now. Good. I really, okay. I've always wanted a nitro. I really have. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know if I want to jump into that yet or not. You know, I've had, Every time I buy a nitro, I sell it. Like I get, I back a long time ago, I bought a Velocity 50 when I was Outrage Velocity 50. Sure, uh-huh. I was like all set to build it and everything, and I'm just like, I don't want to get in the nitro, <laughs> so I sold it. Uh-huh. So I keep going back and forth. I'm like, do I? Don't I? I mean, eventually, I would love to have one, but I just don't think right now where I am with my flying right now is not the perfect time. So yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um... Once you get over, like, the size and also, you know, just, like, just flying, like, being really comfortable flying upright and, and most, you know, most inverted orientations and circuits yeah. and directions of circuits, then, like, definitely go for it. Um, because it's, it's cool. It's, like, on the electrics, especially, like, the oxys, I mean, I've burned through so many flights. But, like, I could get, yeah. like, one nitro flight and or two nitro flights. I'm like, oh, that was cool, you know? Like... Yeah, exactly. you know, it's like it kind of like uh, feeds that urge with just a couple of flights. And, you know, I mean, it's not anything like some people are like, oh, well, you get longer flights. That's all, in my opinion, BS. <laughs> like, yeah, I get I get six minutes on my on my N7. I get five and a half minutes on my Goblin 700 Black Thunder. Like, whatever, 30 seconds. What's 30 seconds? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. so and, you know, the longer flight times, I think it's, it's not really a, a design factor. The main thing is, is the smoke and the sound. Um, yeah. but you got to get good with your collective management and stuff. So if you're still more on the, the beginner side, um, mm-hmm. or sport flying, like, you know, where your collective management is not always the best. Uh, you got to work on those. You don't want to stall out of nitro motor or, no. um, or just, <laughs> You know, crashing nitros are, in my opinion, a lot more expensive. Um, as long as, compared to an electric, as long as you don't puncture a lipo, then that gets expensive. But, like, yeah. you know, normal electric crash, you got your, your mechanics to fix. But on a on a nitro, it's like if you don't have a return spring or your motor, you don't have throttle hold or throttle cut fast enough and it starts chicken dancing, oof. It's, it's I mean, I, I don't know. I think my N7, when that... Drove that thing was like five hundred plus blades to fix. Like and now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't think that was with a canopy either. I think I, I mean, yeah. So it was, it was a lot of money to fix. Um, but yeah. I had to rebuild the motor, you know, and that sucked. Yeah, and um, I remember watching your video and you had the hot start. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, <laughs> you know, that, those little <laughs> things about nitro too. Yeah. But um, funny enough, I made a point to go. They had that nitro clinic. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. On Saturday afternoon. Yeah, JC was That's doing that, the, right? Yep, JC and Mark Lattimore were doing uh-huh. the YS version or yes. part of it. Yeah. And then Nick Maxwell and Alan Zabo Jr. were doing the, the um, OS, yeah. OS part. So I just went out there. You know, I don't have a nitro. I just was interested to see. Mm-hmm. So. Mark Lattimore ended up taking apart a 91 um, 
Turek edition motor, a brand new one. He would take it out. Tell he showed you like how to put everything, how to take everything out safely, and like what bolts to really check before. Because you don't really think about like when you buy a brand new motor. Oh, I should check these bolts, or I should check this or that. But he goes. He said he goes through his whole motor, be, even if it's brand new, um, when he buys it, just checking out everything to make sure and blowing out the the inside so they don't have like little shavings of uh, metal. So um, it was really interesting. And so he took that whole thing apart and then showed how to put everything back together. And um, yeah. that was, you know, somebody who had doesn't, who's never opened a nitro motor before or anything. It was just really cool looking yeah, and really yeah. cool seeing that. Yeah. And so, um, and they were just really open to questions. Everyone had some questions and um, Nick and, and JC and everybody were just answering all the questions really well. So yeah, it was a really cool little side note to the, to the event too. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's cool to, um, even, even like when I didn't know anything when night shows, it was just cool to watch them and like, you know, people explain some of the stuff because it's interesting, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like a helicopters on another level. But now you're talking about engine tuning and, and tweaking and that you know it's awesome they took an engine apart like showed you how to yeah. do that stuff because i didn't know i mean you know th that stuff was all kind of learned um through youtube videos which is it's cool but it's it's mm -hmm. good but it's not the same because you can't ask questions and get a response right away like oh so why did you take the sleeve out you know before you take the piston out because that's how you get the connecting rod disconnect from the crankshaft you know like yeah like yeah that. So that's cool. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they were, came to that. <laughs> yeah, they were really in depth with it, and um, and they're actually like, oh, the pin has to be this certain direction when you put it back in, and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the guys were like, oh, I never knew that, you know. Yeah. So a lot of them, like even the the nitro guys that fly have flown nitro for years, they kind of learned something new too. So nice. Yeah, that was really cool. So was there a lot of nitros out out there? Um, I mean, obviously, besides for Nac, uh, Maxwell's custom job, um, yeah, at seven hundred XNs, were they were there yeah. a lot of nitros? Well, let's see. Well, Chris Nutt brought his uh, Goblin Thunder nitro that he had. Um, was it flying right? Um, as far as I could tell, I only saw one flight of it, but <laughs> it, yeah, it seemed like it flew okay. Okay. Um, Let's see what other nitros were out there. Yeah, I mean, there were, you know, NX7s. There were N, mm -hmm. um, NX4s. Um, yeah, there was quite a bit of nitro. Um, but, yeah, like I said, a lot of 700 XNs. I mean, you know, that's the newest thing. So yeah. a lot of the people, not even just the line pilots had them. You know, a lot of people had them. Mm -hmm. So yep. So we saw a lot of those. Nice. Um, Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So how many flights did you get in that day? <laughs> so, I there. got about two in. Yeah, only that day because <laughs> it was, was just so crazy. <laughs> you got one more than I did at OHV. <laughs> I yeah. got one flight and I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I rarely wish the weather would have been better in yeah. Thursday and Friday because that's when I wanted to, like, my original plan was to, when I got there on Thursday, get some flights in when I got there. Mm -hmm. And get some flights in on Friday, so that way on Saturday I could just kind of talk and BS with the pe with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And take everything. Not worry in, about right? if I don't get any flights in. Yeah. Sure. But that kind of changed with the weather, so. Yeah. Yeah. How unfortunate! I didn't think uh, the weather would be like that. It just you know. 
Yeah, I guess last year it was pretty cold too. Um, but it's normally not like that, so that's yeah. really unusual. Huh. Uh, let's see here. So, so you stay till uh, Sunday, you said, right? Did yep. you do anything else in Vegas besides uh, the fun fly? Did you, you know, partake in any of the other stuff in Sin City or whatever? Uh, no, <laughs> you know? not really, because I've, you know, I've been to Las Vegas quite uh -huh. a few times, so it's like. You know, I was thinking to myself, you know, I came here for the flying, so I wanted yeah. to try to stay at the field as much as possible. Sure. And then, you know, it's like, do I gamble my money away at the casino or do I gamble my money away at the raffle? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, because okay. yeah. <laughs> the, the raffle was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah had, so what did they have? Because I know, you know, overall, like cash value wise, it was quite a bit. So. Yeah, they had, you know, um, for the the raffle ticket prizes they had an xl power 700 nice. and a 520 they had a mikado 550 like the new one the new 550 version mm -hmm. um they had three blade 230s's they were giving away oh yeah blade was out there too right, right yeah i saw i saw that new one is it the 470 or for that one the new one that they're coming out with it's no, like a four really? it's like a 470 or something okay. yeah i know they had um, the, the 270 fusion yeah it's like a 470 fusion ah, and so they, that's they the had been hinting on okay yep yep so they're kind of making a, a bigger heli which is kind of interesting because i thought they were going to kind of stay in that small range so yeah you know makes you wonder if they're going to come out try again with the pro series again or if they're just kind of doing this to see if you know, are they getting traction off of it? I think it's going to be hard for them to do a, a pro series again. They burned way too many people with that. Yeah, yeah. So I w I'd be surprised. But, yeah, I did see that. It looks pretty cool. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Blade stuff because I had a you know, 450X and it was just junk. I couldn't ever get the fly right. And, and, and so I just did not have a good experience with Blade personally. Mm -hmm. sure. But, um, yeah, I hope they, you know, I hope I hope it they do well with it. Nice. So, um, yes, yeah, so they had three of those. They had two oxy fours. They were giving out. Nice. They had, yeah, had uh, I heard was out there too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really nice guy too. Mm -hmm. uh, they had, uh, Soxos 700. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cause arrow Panda was there. I was able to meet uh, Danny Melnick and talk to him for a little bit about the, um, sponsorship with Bavarian demon. It was pretty cool nice. meeting him in person. Mm -hmm. Um, they had. That's why uh, my my order from Aeropanda Panda was uh, delayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they were all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard they're all there because uh, I was like, I think I ordered something on. Uh, ah, when was it? I think I ordered something on like Wednesday or Thursday, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, probably ship whatever. And I'm like, come like the next, you know, this week. I'm like, oh. Why isn't it shipped yet? <laughs> I emailed them. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're all in Vegas. I was like, oh, yeah. I totally spaced out. Yeah, I was like, no problem. Don't worry about it. Get it to me when you can. And sure enough, they yeah. shipped it out, I think, uh, this morning. So. Yep. And then they uh, were giving out a 700XN. Um, nice. mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying not to forget anything. There are so many. Oh, Bert brought a uh, a Goblin 500 Sport, the new one. Okay. The new one, the G10 frames. Yeah, uh -huh. he was giving that away. 
Ah, oh, man. I'm trying to think. I think that's it for kits. Um, of course, I didn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Dan Reed, and, you know, when I go, I barely win anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I'll, yes. I'll win, like, a Scorpion building mat. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I didn't even get that. I came <laughs> home with nothing. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so, like, on the pilot's raffle, there were a couple of fly barless units mm -hmm. and chargers. And, and one cool thing um, that I saw was um, there was a Vortex Hobbies, I think it is, out of Utah. Um, a man named Terry, he uh, was had these Vortex Hobby shirts, and he had all of the pros sign it. Oh, cool. And they gave those away. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and... They had some servos and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but what was really cool was at the end of everything, once everything was, was done, Gail announced that they were going to give away a kit of your choice. Like wow. you could choose the size, the company, yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah. Whatever you wanted. If as long as it's one of their sponsors. Okay. So they pulled somebody's pilot number to try to to win that so they could pick any helicopter they wanted oh that's that awesome awesome yeah and that's after all the other stuff that was done mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so i i really like gail he's a really nice guy and he, he he's is. really doing a lot for our hobby so yes. i really appreciate him yeah a lot totally yep and then they also gave that trip to taiwan uh -huh. away a line uh, fun fly yeah yeah they're they're big fun fly like which I heard puts Urchin to shame. Like you have so many people, you know, spectating. It's like they're going to a Formula One race, you know, overseas. Like just just hundreds of people, you know, thousands of people come out. Yeah, and uh, a guy I had spoken to, he's part of the RC Heli Hangout. Michael Janky, I think his name is. Uh -huh. He um, he won it, and man, he was wow. almost keeps tearing up. It was something yeah. cool to see. That was really something cool to see because he had won the Mikado too, the Mikado 550 no earlier. Yeah. So I'm like, man, how do you get so lucky? Yeah. <laughs> one of the coolest parts was I forgot one last thing is, is um, Diablo had, they were giving us 700, but it's like a new version that's not even out yet. Oh, yeah. In Europe or United States. And they gave one of those away. And the guy Isn't who their won new, it. Uh, lightweight version, right? Like a super lightweight version. Yeah, I think. it's like a something U or Diablo U or something. Yeah. I can't, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, the guy who won it, I just happened to be standing next to him after he, he got it. And he was just so giddy. Like, sure. you know, those are the things I love about seeing with the hobby. Is like, this is my, he was saying, this is my... Um, my dream heli, you know, I can't believe I have my dream heli. And it's just yeah. like, you know, those, those kinds of things that, that are cool. Even when, if it's not you, that one, it's just kind of cool to see mm -hmm. and, and cool to, to have that happen in the hobby. And yeah, I really appreciate all the, the support that the, the vendors gave. Cause I mean, that was a lot of stuff they gave away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Wow. Awesome. So uh, let's see here. I heard Chris, uh, I, you know, I talked to, I, I'm part of this group chat with Chris Nunn and Frank and everyone oh. in the hangout. Uh -huh. And uh, he showed me some pictures of his uh, XL Power 700. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't happen to see that. Uh, no, unfortunately, I didn't see it crash. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wish I would have. I really <laughs> do, because I saw it after the fact. Okay, so you saw that the, the head block yeah. cracked right off. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 
So so they have a they had a paved runway, right? It's like a paved uh landing yeah, pad so, or whatever. Yeah, it's a landing strip, yeah. So mm-hmm. um which I'm used to flying like that okay. because that's that's kinda like what we have down here in Tucson. But yeah, the guys, I mean, if you went in, man, there was a lot of damage because sure, you don't have right. the grass and the and the so the dirt and everything is just like you go in, it's gonna go in hard. Wow. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> Awesome. Let me see. What else, what else about the fun flight do I want to hear? Uh-huh. I, I know there's going to be more stuff. So, Give me a second here. Let me see. Oh, so uh, how's, like, how's the food? How's the, the vendors? You know, let's talk about vendors and, and like, you know, the concessions and stuff. I always find that interesting to see. I know they, you know, they had a pilot's dinner, right? Yes, they had a pilot's dinner. One of the pilots um, grilled chicken, which was really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the other days, they had lunches. They would make burgers and and hot dogs type of thing and it, to help the club. So the club was making those. Um, and those were good. And it was really nice, nice to have food where you didn't have to leave the field. I really like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. When they have food, and especially with um, the parking at that field, that William Bennett field is kind of tough yeah there's not much room so i really didn't want to leave my spot type of thing you know i didn't mm-hmm. want to get stuck in and not have a spot to to park in so it was really nice not having to leave if i didn't want to leave um yeah and the vendors like i said aero panda was there um they were selling the axon they had um some free swag like uh stickers and, and things you could buy hats nice. and shirts mm-hmm. and stuff from that um, and also Align, I think, was were selling kits. They were selling some of the Align kits. Nice. And, yeah. So besides the Axon, did you pick anything else up? No, that was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, didn't win anything. I was really hoping I'd win something, but it is what it is, you know. I, I rarely win, so I go with the expectation that I'm just donating it and helping someone else win. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I really wanted that 500, uh, Goblin 500 sport. So I put like all my, almost all my tickets into that one. Okay. I might get it. I might get it. Of course it's not my number. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I tried, but, but yeah, I think, um, XL power was there Mm -hmm. selling the kits. Um, Oh goodness. I forgot his name. The, the U.S. distributor for XL Power was selling some of the Cajun kits. Cajun Hobby? Too. Yeah, Cajun Hobbies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They were selling some of the kits, too. So. Nice. And I really liked the look of those XL Powers. Those are really interesting. And um, yeah. I've, I don't know if you listen to the uh, – there's a podcast where Cajun Hobby was on, and they were talking about how cheap the parts are. And it's just like, oh, man, that's, you know. <laughs> it's the, like right up your alley. alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right up my alley. So being a teacher, I don't have a lot of expendable income right mm-hmm. time. So, so yeah, I have to kind of pick wisely. But yeah, I mean the five twenty, I was really looking at closely. One thing good about being a teacher, though, is um, you get summers off, right? Yep. Yep. And and let me ask you. I mean, this this might be you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But oh, do, you, right. do you spread your paycheck throughout the whole year, or do you just get paid for like the, you know, the school season? I know some teachers have a choice, or depending on the school district, I guess. 
Yeah, we spread it out through the entire year, so we get paid during the summer too. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. I, that's one thing I always like envied about teachers. I mean, besides like the the satisfaction you get when like you teach something, right? Like I I, I do that like at work. I'll teach uh, my coworkers how to do something, and you know, in IT and and like they they're it's awesome when it when it clicks. You see it click in their head. Yeah. So, so you know, like I know teachers get that gratification but then also be like all right i get you know you don't get the full two months it's more like six weeks because you're you know prepping two months before school starts or whatever but yeah you know it's it's cool that like you get that time off you know and especially the best time for flying you know summertime well i don't know maybe for arizona but for here no yeah it's, <laughs> it's like if you don't get out at 6 30 in the morning you're yeah. done you get fried well like how hot is hot out there you know during the summer um, it's dry right you know, and- it's not humid yeah, but it's hot. It's like okay. nine. I mean, it gets into the hundreds um, by noon, okay. you know, in the summer. So if you're going to go flying, you have to go early in the morning. Mm. You have to get up really early. Like usually I go by seven or so in okay. the morning, six thirty-seven, and maybe get home by like nine, nine thirty. Wow. Cause then it starts getting like unbearable hot. But, um, huh, because it does, it probably gets about 90 degrees up here. But the humidity is insane. It, it, it could be up to 90, 100% humidity. No rain, just sweltering, humid, thick nastiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like humidity either. It does get humid here in, like, July. Okay. Um, July and August, it gets humid. So that's those are the times when it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. So it's hot and humid. Yeah, um, it's hot and humid. What about nighttime? Like, do they allow, like, do clubs out there allow you to fly at night? Um, because that would be much better, right? Because it it probably like cools down if it's dry. It cools down in probably like seventy, sixty. I would think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you can go out there. I mean, as long I don't know if they'll let you night fly, night fly, but um, at my field at least. But like you know, if it the sun's going down and it gets a lot cooler, yeah, that's a good time to go to. Mm, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what I had. All right. Yeah, for uh, for the fun fly stuff, and that's cool. Um, yeah, I wish I could have made it out to that one. You know, Gail, yeah. So did you get a chance to like sit down and not sit down, but like, you know, chat with Luca and Gail and Bird or any of those guys? Like, um, yeah. not really sit down too much. No, just kind of like you know, in passing type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so they're so busy. Yeah. Oh, did you see pictures of of Bert's new? Uh, awesome mustache he has going on yes <laughs> yes i didn't even recognize him at first really yeah, when yeah. i got there yeah he was just standing there and he turned around and i'm like who is that <laughs> He's what the hell like, that on your face <laughs> S-A-B- yeah, usa and i'm like uh-huh that? and they started talking i'm like that's bert yeah i, yeah. You know, I had no idea <laughs> so that, that was pretty funny i thought uh, <laughs> I'm like who is that guy and then um Susie was there too and mm-hmm. she's really she's nice awesome. person yeah yeah Yep. So, um, yeah, I got really. It was Alex. I got to talk to a lot. Alex Rose. Um, did he? Did they bring out the the Protoss Nitro? No, he didn't. Yeah. yeah I it, wonder what's going on with that. You know, they said a uh, early, like mid January release, and you know, it's yeah. end of February now. Yeah. I think I yeah I don't know. It's we'll have to find out. He didn't really say much about it. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of nitros coming out right now, anyway, so mm-hmm. it might be smarter to wait and 
kind of come out when you know that gets dull again you know sure with the the xn you know once people get over that a little bit then maybe hit it then mm-hmm. would be a little bit better of a plan who knows though yeah yeah huh. um matt photos wasn't out there right was synergy no no okay. no synergy and i only saw a few synergy helicopters i did get to see the 516 in person for one mm-hmm. first time ever. it's a beautiful and looking heli it is it is i like the design a lot yeah yeah Beefy, nice like looking the whole heli. tail boom and the the um, tail box, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. nice and beefy. So I like that. Uh, let's see. I think. Uh, huh. So. Okay, so you know, post the event, you know, you you drive back home, and now, you, yeah, of course, you're you're amped up to really do some flying, right? Because <laughs> you didn't exactly. get a chance to fly too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's your main takeaway at this event? Like, what was your, you know, your basically your final thoughts on on the event? On you know, especially um, on the drive home, right? Because I'm sure you're recapping a lot of yeah. it in your head. Um, staying oh awake, yeah, <laughs> driving. So yeah, yeah, trying to stay awake. Um, my big takeaway is that I need to keep pushing myself. I can't get into complacency. Like um, when I was doing the simming, you know, I did TikToks on the sim for the first time ever mm-hmm. when I was sim with uh, with my friend. And, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, I can do this stuff. I just need to get out of my the doldrums I'm in, you know, of just not trying new things. So. So, yeah, that's my big takeaway is that I need to I'm really going to start pushing myself to try new things more often. And not just do the same routine every time I go out to the field. Yeah. <clears throat> what I would suggest is like one maneuver new, right? Yep. Doesn't have to be, it could be just messy and ugly and dirty. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but like every time you go out flying, just mm-hmm. take one maneuver and incorporate it into your flight. Like, you know, if you're hovering and chilling there, whatever, moving the heli around, you start doing some circuit. You know, if, if your if your goal that day is like you want to clean up your circuits, work on that. Yeah. Then the next yep. time, work on something else. Don't get stuck on working on one move because you could get stuck trying to perfect something that might might be something you won't perfect until you yeah. get more experience and more flying in, right? So until yeah, you get more exactly. used to flying, more and getting, you know, as it starts to click in more. Then you can revisit those moves and you're like, whoa, I got it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yep. I don't I didn't have to spend, you know, months and weekends, and weekends, you know, trying to trying to perfect this move when it's like once I started doing this move, it, it basically um, you relate the same thing. Like it just it starts to click in your head. It, the brain works in mysterious ways like that. Yeah. And I just need more of a plan when I go out to fly, because um, mm-hmm. usually I just go out, I do my you know, same thing I do every weekend. Yeah. Land and then, you know, I never really have a plan of like, oh, I want to try this today or I want to, you know, push myself a little bit. So, yeah, that's my plan from coming back from the fun fly is just nice. really pushing myself and trying new things. Yeah. That's definitely, I mean, that's what you got to do. And, and that's one thing good about going to fun flies. And, you know, even, especially when you don't fly with a lot of heli people, you, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a great pilot, but like, you know, people are like, 
Because it's not like at, at a certain time, there wasn't a lot of heli pilots at my field, at my club. So I would uh -huh. do some moves and be like, wow, I don't know how you do that stuff. It's cool. So you kind of <laughs> like, you're like, cool, you know? And then like, you go to fun flight, you're like, shit, I suck. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, fuck, I, I got to really work on a lot of stuff here. Um, and it helps you kind of, kind of like, okay, I saw this one move. I want to learn it, you know? And it drives yep. you, which is great. So. Yeah. One thing that helps me at the, at the fun fly is like a couple people in front of me, this guy was just, um, hovering tail in a uh, whole tank on a 700 uh, nitro. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, you know what? You know, there is, there are people like me, you know, I don't yeah. need to be embarrassed. Yeah. Even though there's like a half an hour wait behind me <laughs> waiting to get to the flight line on Saturday. It's like, you know what? I deserve to fly too. And oh, you know, yeah, no yeah. one's looking at me no one cares. No one's like giving me a hard time or anything. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. I don't know. If it, but just being like, I don't know how many fun flies you've gone and you know. Yeah, only about four, okay. I think. And really, well, four times I've been to have fun flies, but I've only been to the Southwest Heli Rodeo and and then the Las Vegas fun fly. So, mm -hmm. yeah. One of the things I, I, I recall going to my first couple fun flies and starting it out was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous to fly. There's so many good people here, so many pros and this and that. I'm so nervous to fly. What do I, what do I, you know, what if I have to like crash or lose control or don't, you know, like all yeah. that's running through my mind. And then, you know, you, you, you like put the hardest flight you could do and then you turn around and no one's even looking at all. No one's paying attention. No. You know, like it's all just a helicopter in the air and they're just so used to that noise and everything. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really felt like that on Saturday. It, uh -huh. I look, you know, I look back after my flight, and everyone's just on their phone or they're just talking to each other. It's not like they're um, looking at me and and judging, you know, my flying. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, but you had fun. That's good. Yeah, it was a good time. I hope I'm hoping to go back next year. My buddy who I fly with down here, he wasn't able to go this year, but he mm -hmm. wants next year too. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I could try to scoot in a, a flight out there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'd love to meet you in person. You yeah, know, yeah. And try to get Kevin just out so there. cool meeting everybody in person. It's mm -hmm. it's just like you're like, oh hi, Brent. Like even in the hotel uh, elevator, there was a guy that I used to work with, and um, I don't know if you remember from RC Heli Nation, they did the uh, RC Fly initiative. No and wait. wait. They did the what? Um, RC Fly initiative? RC Fly initiative. It was basically kind of like advocating for the hobby back sure. when the hobby was getting attacked from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there was just a small group of us that were working together to um, to like see, go to states and, and listen into like their, uh, their laws and what they were coming up with. Um, that was back like when drones just started. And... Right. Um, so this guy was in the in the elevator and he turns around and he's like, Oh hey Brent and it's one of the guys that I was with, you know, that I would talk with on Skype yeah. every week, you know, doing the R C fly thing. So it was yeah. just really cool, you know. Just it's, to just to meet people. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely good to like um put put a face to a voice. Yeah. Also the opposite way, like especially with Facebook and social media these days, it's like to put a voice to a face, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right? Because you see the pictures, so you know what they look like, but you don't really know 
their accent, how they talk, you know, <laughs> their voice yeah. themselves. So yeah, it's, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah, it's good. It's I I definitely like this past year too. Like I've been pushing myself to go to a lot of these fun flies and <laughs> meeting a lot of people from the hangout and CP Hellies and and just Facebook in general. Um, and it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, it really is. And you know, you could just say hi to to people and. And it's it's just a great way to meet new pilots. And, like, I met a new guy that flies in Phoenix who I've never met before. Okay. And, um, we were talking about, like, oh, I'm going to go up there, you know, one of these weekends, go up there and fly with him. Yeah. So, yeah. You said it was, like, an hour and a half? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, not bad at all. Yeah. No, I'll go out there on a, sun, a Saturday morning and, and go fly with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, no big deal at all. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, that's that's what it's all about. That's <laughs> enjoying exactly. the hobby with with fellow people that that you know enjoy the hobby with you. And that's one of the things I, I love about this hobby is that we all have this like this common interest to the point mm-hmm. it's different. Like I don't know, it's like it's just it's just that you know, like I could go to anyone flying a helicopter and just be like, oh, what are you flying there? Oh, awesome, you know, like I just start just start up talking with them because we yep. all have this common thing that we can talk about. Yep, yep, that's, that's true. Awesome. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention before we move uh, on to the next section? I don't think so. I think that's it. Okay, so this is going to be interesting because uh, we're going to move on to the top 10 uh, shotgun round now. All right. Okay. And I guess I'm doing all the questions. Thanks, <laughs> Kevin and Fred. <laughs> now you get to get them back next time. So they have to do all the questions next time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure Kevin's not on either. No, just be Fred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. All right, let's uh, let's All start right. this. Okay, question number one: pinch or thumb? I'm thumb. Mm, okay, Kevin Blake, really nice. <laughs> uh, nitro or electric? Well, electric, of course, but All I right. do have that little soft spot for nitro that who knows will happen if that know. ever happens. You know, yep. you, you could you could uh, N five five six and get that you know middleweight middle class heli and a nitro at the same time. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that does look pretty <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see here, five fifty or seven hundred size. Um, I really like the five fifty size. Yeah. Really, just um, small heli or big heli. Flying one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not currently flying one, it's really nice to. It's one that's stable enough, but not gonna break the bank if you put it in. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know what a fly bar is? I do. Yeah, have you, I have had you flown one? one. I've flown a fly bar heli uh, back when I first started in like 2009 or 2010-ish. Yeah? Um, yeah, I flew one, I think, one time and never flew one again. <laughs> How long was yeah. that flight? <laughs> that was like a couple, like two minutes maybe or one minute. <laughs> yeah, I put it up and I'm like, uh, yeah. when I was first starting, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see here. Scale or 3D? Well, I like to um, fly scale type flying, but uh-huh. um, I really want to get into 3D because I watch those guys do that stuff and it's like, oh man, that looks so cool and I just really want to try it. So a little bit of both, I think. Nice. Uh, strap or strapless? Uh, strapless. Really? Yeah. Yep. A thumb or I... strapless? Okay. Yep. I 
that's how I started with planes, and I guess it just was comfortable to me, and that's just how I've been since. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Uh, let's see, cordless or brushless servos? Uh, does whatever's cheaper. <laughs> you know, I have both. I have a set of BK uh, brushless that I'm going to put in my Goblin, mm-hmm. and I have you know cordless and everything else, and yep. really it doesn't matter to me as long as it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, fuselage style or pot and boom? I like pot and boom, even though I have the goblin. Just, you know, you have that thought in the back of your mind that, man, if I put that in, the fuselage is going to, you know, that much more money <laughs> to, yeah. to put in, um, especially like the boom cover type thing. Mm-hmm. If that breaks, that's, you know, not cheap. So, yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, 6S or 12S? Um, 6S. Yeah, I like the 6S batteries. Um, mm-hmm. I'm running 6S in my Oxy-3. I'm running 6S in my uh, um, Ga- uh, Gawi X3. So, nice. yeah, I like the 6S batteries. Nice. Uh, Urcha or smaller events? Um, smaller events. I'd, I would love to go to Urcha. The problem with Urcha is that it's right at the beginning of the school year, and I cannot take time off. It's sure. like the first couple of weeks of school. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get to Urcha or not, but I would love to go one of the, you know, one of these days. Oh, so they start school pretty early. Huh? Yeah, we start school in July, end of July. Oh wow, that's really early. Yeah, school doesn't yeah. start till September, first week of September after Labor yeah, Day here. Place, it's, it's yeah. September. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, we start in July and get out at the end of May. Okay. But, yeah. Wow. Okay. That is what it is. Yep. Yep. It is what it is. You don't really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, they make the schedule for you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would really love to make Urcha one just once. Yeah. You know, just one just one time I'd love to make Urcha. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe... You know, <clears throat> take Friday off and fly out there to yeah. <clears throat> fly back Sunday morning and be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is possible. I could take a Friday and a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is possible. One, yeah. Maybe, maybe. We'll yeah. see. I mean, it'd be nice to do the whole week because uh, especially like the, the Thursday to Sunday, I, I feel like, or Thursday to, yeah, Thursday, Sunday is a big type of, the big event days. But yeah, I mean. Do what you yeah, can, I, right? <laughs> yeah, if I ever did it, I'd probably go like on Wednesday or Thursday. And mm-hmm. just take a bunch of days off, you know, because mm-hmm. I have, you know, like every teacher, I have a ton of days off. So a ton of days like accumulated. Right, right. So it's like I, they're not going to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. I will use them. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's move to news and announcements. News and announcements. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, let's see. So I don't know. I don't have any news. I rarely have news. <laughs> I'm so busy with everything else. I just, I rarely have news. Uh, but let's see. So I guess uh, that's news. Blade Fusion 470. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that that was new. That was surprising. And that um, Diablo, I'm not sure what the full official name is, but that Diablo 700. Yeah, I think it's U like, or, yeah, it's like U or UL or something like that. Like it's well, ultra, ultra light, I think it stands for. Yeah, well, yeah. And that was new. I mean, they had mm-hmm. announced that it's not available anywhere yet. So um, those are the things that I saw. Yeah, but... I have a feeling also that, uh, you know, with with Diablo, well, with Maxwell's custom Diablo Nitro, 
I have a feeling that maybe Diablo might be working to make their own. You know, Nitro is I, really making a comeback. It really is. It is. It is you making know? a huge comeback. Yeah. yeah. I um, just wish. I wouldn't be surprised. I just wish, you know, these Byron's and VP and and uh, what's the other company? Um, cool Power, Morgan Fuel. Well, I, I wish they just like reduce the price of their fuel. It is just ridiculous. Exactly. It is, and and you get like what six or seven flights on a seven hundred. So for for a forty dollar gallon. Yeah, yeah. Forty dollars really... for. Yeah. Uh. Over the over the weekend, we were talking about that at dinner uh-huh. about because one of the guys that flies in Phoenix, he he's a big nitro guy, and um, the other guys are electric, and we're just kind of going back and forth with. Sure, you know, it's a big just, debate. Yeah. Yeah, you're just throwing money away, you know, you're just watching your money go up in smoke and things. But, you know, it's all about the, the love of the hobby. I mean, if you love the smoke and you love the sound and everything, and that makes it worth five bucks, you know, each flight to me, at least, you know. Right. So. Yeah, that's true, you know, I mean. And then, and then someone said this weekend when I was talking to him. Yeah. And it's like when you have a crash, yeah, your lipo could go up, but also with, uh, nitro if you land on the the pipe side you could destroy your pipe too so <laughs> well and your motor if you check in your motor or whatever yep. you know or, yep. or you tune it wrong you could have two flights and blow your motor you know exactly yeah. so so it's interesting it's the, the debate is it's whatever you want out of the hobby right you make yeah, it your own you, exactly <laughs> however you want to take it it's like you yeah. know but to me we're all playing with toy helicopters. Let's just have fun and yes. fly what you want to fly. Yes, totally. All right. So, yeah, I don't know what else there is for news announcements. Um, yeah, not that I know of that I can think of. Okay, let's move it to what's next for you in the hobby. All right. All right. So you go first. What, what's next for you in the okay. hobby, Brent? I want to get out and fly this weekend. Um, yes. Usually I go out on Sundays only. But um, the family's going to Phoenix this weekend, so I'm going to try to get out on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Right. So we'll see. So, um, so how's the weather now, like being, you know? Oh, it's it's really nice here. It's like in the 60s to 70s. The only thing you have to watch out is the wind gets kind of gusty around this, uh-huh. this time of the year, but it hasn't really been that bad. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Just occasionally it gets gusty, like 10 to 15, but oh, that's, that's not, not that's bad. not too bad. That's not bad compared to what I was dealing with in Vegas. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's all Vegas. comparison, right? It's all relative. Yep. Um, yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing I would tell you a 700 would benefit you a lot. It's when oh, it's yeah. windy. 15 mile per hour wind, that's nothing. 700s yeah. don't get phased by it at all. That's even, even 20, 30s, it's mm-hmm. not too bad. You know, as long as you fly, like, in safe, you know, distance from you, it's not really yep. worried that, you know, the helicopters get blown towards you or, or you're going to, you know, get blown around too much where it makes you nervous. A 40-mile-per-hour yeah. gust, though, that's, that's high. That's, that's <laughs> up there, even for the 700s. Yeah, and especially, like, when you're up there, it might not be gusting at the time, but then all of a sudden a gust comes through. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the canopies at, at Las Vegas, it, all of a sudden there was this gust that got caught and flew right into the XL power stuff, and then it all fell on the ground, all the helicopters and things. It was scary. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Uh, look, um, there was a, uh, you know, there were two sides of canopies, 
So um, one of the canopies wasn't tied down enough and it lifted off the ground. There was a big gust that came through, lifted off the ground and blew right into their um, their area, their canopy area. You and it pop-ups with that. Yeah, the pop-up tent. Yeah, wow. that's it. Yep, and it blew right in there and, and knocked all their helicopters off onto the ground. Yeah, luckily there wasn't much damage, but man, we were scared. And then even uh, one of the buddies I was with, mm-hmm. he had his um, his, his X7 FZ. Mm-hmm. He had a triple blade one. Oh, okay. Had the battery in it. Had the battery in it, and it flew off the table before I could even get to it. Wow. Yeah, and it broke the skids. It broke. The head, like the head was all scratched up and stuff. Oh, that sucks. Damn. Yeah, so, yeah, that those those are the scary gusts, like, when you don't see it coming, so. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Yeah. Wow. I mean, enough to blow a helicopter that has a battery. Like, I can understand if it doesn't have a battery, they're pretty light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're talking I... about at least, like, 10 pounds, 11 pounds and on the table, if not more. Exactly, and it, you know, it. It broke one of his blades, and you can't find these blades. Oh, they were helix blades. You can't find those. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, no. It, it was a triple blade set, too. So, yeah, he was pretty disappointed. I was disappointed that I didn't figure out what was going on soon enough to go over and grab it before I fell on the yeah. ground. But, but, yeah, it was it was those gusts that are scary. Wow. Scary, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, you're going to fly. Yep, that's what I'm planning on this you're weekend. Get, you're gonna get that goblin speed built. Yes, I have the motor, I have the servos, and um, the fly barless unit. I'm just, I have to get an ESC. I'm, I'm gonna go with Hobby Wing. I think I usually use okay. Castle. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with the Hobby Wing 130. Um, 130, Randy, who's really? a, yeah. So Randy's a, a good friend of mine, and he, I was talking to him at the Southwest Heli Rodeo. And he uses a 130 in his um, Logo 700. Mm-hmm. And he said, you really need a 160. Like for what I'm doing, I guess. You know, I'm not pushing yeah. pushing it too hard. So, so yeah, that's the plan. Nice. 130 is a, a good size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I use the, the 130 Scorpion on my black, on uh, the Gawi X7 that I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I have a UI sensor on there and I'm, you know, all... It has a built-in UI sensor, but I'm I'm keeping track of what amps I'm pulling, and it's like 110, 120 peak. Yeah. So yeah. even on my Goblin Black Thunder, I have the 160 Hobby Wing, and it's overkill because I pull usually around 100, 110 mm-hmm. max, you know? And that's running mm-hmm. big blades, 713 switches on there, you know? So, yeah, you, you'll be fine with the 130 on there. Um, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, plus it's it's nice that you're not spending you know four hundred and fifty dollars the years. Exactly, one sixty yeah. is quite expensive. I think what, yeah, what's the one thirty yeah. is what like three hundred for the yeah it's DC about three hundred. Yeah. Yep, yep, it's about three hundred. So nice, cool. All right, let's see. What am I going to be up to next? Uh, Maiden the Black Nitro Sport. Yep, that's how was I- that build? How did that build go? I mean, I, I threw the box up in the air, it landed, and it was already <laughs> built heli. It was, I mean, I had it built in two days. Yeah. Um, so those those frames, those are the plastic frames, right? They're the G10? Yeah, the G10, they're, they're hard plastic. It's like, you know, uh, to me, the, the plastic frames wasn't, you know, like, I mean, it wasn't like a 
you know, kind of one of those moments where you're like, oh, maybe I should have bought the regular one. Like, did uh-huh. I did I cheap out? I think they're they're sturdy enough and strong enough, and you know, they're like carbon fiber frames look cool, but you don't really see them. It's just no black, no. you know, from a distance, right? So yeah, so these are the same thing. They're just black from a distance. It doesn't okay. matter. Um, they don't. F- Feel like they flex more or anything or they're not thicker they might weigh more but i couldn't tell yeah um, okay you know and one thing i love about this is that you know you spend you know what was it like 6.99 for this kit i believe compared uh-huh. to 10.99 for the goblin nitro 700 like the regular non-sport version yep mm-hmm. so you're talking like 300 dollar difference you know, if I were to, you know, knock on wood here, and I'm, uh, <laughs> if, if I were to drive this helicopter in and break a frame, of course I'm going to upgrade it to the carbon fiber frame. But at least yeah. my initial cost into this helicopter wasn't breaking the bank. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. I really yeah. like that. I like that with the, the Black Thunder Sport, too, because the Black Thunder, in my opinion, is one of the, the best helicopters I've flown. Mm-hmm. Um, electric wise, especially, it just it it does everything I wanted to. It has the sound, the look. I just you know everything about it is fantastic, and it's the it's a helicopter that I'm so comfortable. I'm really comfortable with you know, mm-hmm. compared to like the Synergy, which I'm comfortable with and it's locked in, super locked in. But I haven't flown it in a while, and I flew it down at um last weekend in South Jersey when uh-huh. when all those guys were doing their 700XN maidens i i was shaking like i don't know why <laughs> like i i threw up the black thunder fine backing around you know i'm doing like i, I come flying towards my not towards myself but like nose in and i do a backflip yeah. and then half peer around and i'm like cool you know i do it 10 feet off the ground and it's this huge helicopter <laughs> to me feels like it's right on the deck and i'm like yeah and then i fly that seven i'm like 30 40 feet in the air doing the same maneuver like <laughs> like, like, breathe, breathe. You know, like telling myself <laughs> to breathe. I don't know why. I have no yeah. idea why, but I, the, for some reason, I'm just super comfortable with that black thunder. And and I feel like I'm hoping I should say that that translates to this uh, nitro. Yeah, you know? that would be good. And it's basically the same looking heli. It's just black and yellow instead of black and green. So and it's gonna pour out more smoke and you know probably have a little bit less power since my electric is overkill power wise, um, but yeah yeah so I'm, I can't wait to get that maiden. Uh, should have that three D plane that I'm printing completely printed out and glued together. I'll probably have some electronics going in there soon too. Just gotta get that okay. motor in. Uh, let's. What else do I have to do? I, I gotta I gotta bring out my six hundred Nitro T Rex. I haven't flown that since uh, last year, um, fall I would say. And even then, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't really fly too much. And that's my auto helicopter, and I really need to start practicing autos more. Um, it was interesting because I had a couple of forced autos with the Gowie X Seven that had a really bumpy uh, start with me. Yeah, but. At the end of the day, like it was great that I learned to auto even terribly, like you know, where I can't ever put the helicopter in front of me. It's always 30, 40 feet out in the field mm-hmm. when I when I practice yeah. my autos because I just I, I get scared to have that helicopter flying at myself. So, so but even then, like just knowing what to do when 
shit happened. Um, yeah. You know, it saved that, that helicopter, you know, basically twice. Um, and it was insane. Like, I couldn't believe that the, the first time where I, you know, I lost a tail. I, I had, like, a landing skid. I mean, the boom was bent a little, so there, there was, but it was only, like, $100, $200 worth of repair costs. Blades didn't get damaged. I'll take mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. And then the yeah. second big incident I had a, where I I didn't strap down the clip in the canopy completely, and oh, the canopy okay. went through the main blades and pulled, oh, it, no. pulled the ESC wire out with it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just on a, a radio, uh, on a buffer pack, the RT buffer pack. Oh, okay. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, I was like, I have I have control, I have no motor, let me auto it, and I autoed it and no damage. And nice. It's just like those two times was like you know, the amount of cost it could have been, it's yeah. worth it's worth that I, I like bought this, you know, T Rex six hundred nitro just to practice autos. Like that exactly. investment, you know. Yep. So. Yeah, that's really nice. Like I'd love to have a six hundred nitro, like a a T-Rex 600 nitro. Cause I think that's, you know, right around the perfect size. And especially if I get in nitro, you know, I don't want to necessarily get into a 700 again. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, um, the 600s feel big too. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. not, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to tell the difference for me when they're in the air. Like, you know, one's just a little bit closer and it looks the same size, you know, like it's, it's all depth yeah. perception. So, so you just like the small hills, you, you know, you, you try to fly them closer so you can see them better and the bigger helis because they're more dangerous and bigger. You don't need to fly them closer. So you fly usually further away. So, yeah. so it's just a perspective thing. Like it doesn't matter. Um, I think once you get past that 500, 550 range, really the 550 range, they mm-hmm. all feel floaty and big and you can pop the collective and do a maneuver and then pop back into it and stuff. So um, okay. that more of the, um, Collective management type movements and stuff. You can, you know, you can learn that on either one of those. Um, it's it's harder on the smaller ones because they have to spin so fast. You have to toss them quick. Um, the Oxy Four and your X Three is probably close to that too. But you're running like mm-hmm. the three sixty millimeter blades on that, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the Oxy Four yep. stretch and the Galway X Three, it's it's very similar. Like you get some of that feeling. Not not so much on the Oxy Three. It's it's you know no. it's, it's on or off. It's yeah yeah it's. <laughs> You know, you don't really have time to uh, pop it and float it and do stuff with it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, basically, maiden. I want to fly. I, I, I didn't yeah. fly this past weekend. I took. I have to take a no fly, and that kind of irks me inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm definitely gonna make it a point to fly this weekend. That's good. Good. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh let's wrap it up. All right. All right. Here, wrap it up. We are at 749 Facebook likes. And that is only plus two this week. Do I need to cue the music? I guess so. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. No, of course, Facebook is great because they give me one name. So, yeah, I mean, well, cue the music anyway. <laughs> All right, we have Dan Zimmerman. Cool. Thanks, Dan. That was too easy for you. It was. It was. And I gave somebody, somebody, you know, who has a really hard name next time to sign up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, Facebook comments, website comments, people at Podbeam. Kevin, you're going to have to do that. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna bother. iTunes review either. Yeah, yeah, not gonna bother with that. Uh, let's see. Do you want to give out any contact info? Um, yeah, you can reach me at my uh, Facebook, Brant Gallieber, and that's where I spend most of my time. Or I am Teacher Brent on uh, Heli Freak. Okay. I'm also there sometimes. So. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, so drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage. Not. Our webpage is down. <laughs> uh, we are going through some renovations with our website. Um, I'm taking a crack at building a website right now. And, uh, you know, so we still have the domain. So don't worry about it. We're still going to be free4rcpodcast.com. But for now, the website is currently offline. Um, so, yeah, don't let us know if you want us to add anything. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe, no, no, no. Still let us know. Not that we'll have a website to put anything on, but, you know, I, I like to know. <laughs> I like to talk to people, so. <laughs> yeah. Send us yeah. a request either way. <laughs> uh, let's see. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production. Other than Flight Test Podcast, Free Forestry Podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Hey, Patcho, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh rc heli hangouts.com forum under rc heli hangouts main section podcast corner free for rc podcast is next to our friends the rc heli hooligans podcast hi walton ned there you go <laughs> there, i got it there we nice. go nice <laughs> and we also have the full pitch podcast there too do you know those guys not uh not yet <laughs> i do listen to it though hey jimmy but, and yeah, javier <laughs> oh that's right jimmy and javier yeah, yeah. um yeah I love that. Uh, also, check out our friends, Telerotor. Definitely check out that one. Uh, <clears throat> fun flies to go to. Want to make a mention. Uh, Spring Fling. Always a good time out there in Virginia. I know that's quite far from you, but. Oh, yeah. I wish I could know. go. I wish I could go to all those events like OHB and mm-hmm. Spring Fling and, and all that stuff. And But, you know, <laughs> got to work, I guess. I mean, what what ha- what's good is uh you know, maybe try to find some fun flies in. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> you know, family allowing, but yeah, yeah, you know, during like the summertime when you're off that summer break, I'm sure you can probably find one or two fun flies you can you can hit up. Um, oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. in different areas and stuff. Even if you don't bring anything to fly, you know. Yep, yep, that's true. Yeah. Uh, or just pack the Oxy-3. You can pack that and uh, carry on. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, thanks, Brent, for taking the time to come up to the show. And um, I apologize for for not having Kevin and, and Fred on the show, you know. Hopefully. Uh, who needs them? We, <laughs> we did well on yeah. just by ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our listeners. Thank you. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.